Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 118 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined this week by Toby Anderson. Hello. How you doing, man? It's been I didn't so long. I was going to be first. <laughs> I know. I pick it at random these days. There's no, there's no order to it. Um, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I've just been doing some uh, birth meditation stuff. So I'm all Zen now. I'm like, wow. Just all oh. li- liquid muscles. and oh. What does that entail exactly? Uh, breathing exercises mostly and listening to calming music and stuff. Mm. Trying to get in a very relaxed state for when you're going through labor. I see. It's not me, but I'm doing it as well. Why are you meditating? Yeah, I'm doing it because I'm the birth partner. So if I know how to do it as well, then I can encourage. I see. Are you ready for? Are you ready to give birth now, Toby? <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> so ready. <laughs> Fantastic, uh, Mr. Mars Thompson. Hello again. How are you, man? It's been so long. I know it's been so long. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, dude. I heard oh, your voice. No, oh, it's nice, isn't it? It's nice, Great. calm, soothing voice. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Just uh, back from the gym, so sweating as ever. But uh, yeah, otherwise good, thank you. Splendid. Absolutely splendid. Cat. Hello, hello, hello. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I am also back to the gym, but I'm not sweating because I did a swimming class and, you know, that it's water, yeah. so you don't It's difficult sweat to sweat in water, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, nice one. Yeah, awesome. all good. And rising like a phoenix from the ashes, like the ex that you didn't speak to for years and then appears on Facebook and is much fitter and hotter without you. It's Craig Hicks. Hi. Although I did kind of give it away a minute ago that I was here by interrupting Toby because it just some it just really threw me off what he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How are you, man? Yeah, all good. Nice to be back. Um, the, the stars are finally aligned, and I managed to get myself back onto the the podcast. Indeed, it's very good to have you back. And it's, well, I say stars have aligned. I've basically injured myself, so mm. <laughs> that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, we appreciate the sacrifice to your body to make it to the podcast. You're welcome. Great. Cracking. How are you? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, I'm Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm day seven of Does isolation. Still not allowed out yet? Nope. Nope. Still fondly looking out the window, thinking of simpler times. Aww. But uh, I'll get there. That'll teach you to go on holiday, won't it? I know. Man, I'm, I'm not going on holiday during this again. Fucking hell. No. Have you had have you had someone actually come around and check your isolating? Uh no, I've had a phone call. Ah. I mean they can't do that. They, no, no, they can. They can. I've I've had a friend I've had a friend who has had a, a bloke. Whoa, 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 whoa. You haven't got any friends. I do. <laughs> one other one other friend who's not on this pod. Oh. <laughs> um, Goes to another school. Yeah, there's one other one. Um yeah, one friend who had a bloke appear at their house and say and check on whether they were isolating or not. How like what? As in with a with a badge or just someone who knew that he was isolating? Like I don't know the internet. There's a lot of inaccuracies at that, at that like, rate. Is that somebody from his work who told a friend and then someone was that's how that's how it's no, someone someone from like government travel, government services <laughs> of some kind. They've no they've been they've been away in Europe for a while and then they came back. So maybe they were on more of a watch list than it's, it's your average holiday you person. Phone camera, that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, they, they can send people around. Yeah. I've heard it happen. Mm, I've had one phone call and it was thirty seconds and it was pointless. You've been you out better yet? be isolating. <laughs> yeah, it was basically. Uh, have you? Do you have symptoms? No. Are you indoors? Yes. Are you happy to stay indoors until Thursday? Yes. Okay. Good. Now, good. goodbye. Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> like, I mean, I know they, they must be calling hundreds of people all day long, but it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it's yeah it's a thankless job as well so i was trying to be as nice as i can be but it was yeah it was very strange weird anyway let's crack on with our game of the week uh greg let's go with you first what's your game of the week slash month i have (laughs) been oh it's been a while i suppose um i have been really getting into ufc4 on the xbox yeah i it might sound surprising because i do train um a few martial arts and whatnot and i'm a really big jiu-jitsu practitioner but i don't follow a lot of the ufc um Someone recommended me a job once for like a UFC writer or an MMA writer for a page. And I was like, I don't follow any of it. I just practice it in the same, in the same logic that I play darts, but I don't follow a lot of the dart stuff. Um, but UFC four is on game pass at the moment. And so is three. So it is three. I think uh, my friend Mark and I were playing three naturally evolved into playing the fourth one. And I got really far into the career. I've just become the greatest of all time. Um, but we hit a bit of a nice, we hit a bit of a, a downer because the whole point of career is you make your character and you build up the skills and you know you can assign different not special moves not fucking street fighter but like different uh, like learned moves to like controller mapping and you can't use those um you can use those characters in the online right ranks whatever it's called but you can't use them against each other in in like friendly lobbies which kind of sucked the fun out of it really but yeah, other than that, I've just been playing that for the, like, the last uh, week, really. Cool. I was playing Detroit Become Human, but I got a bit bored of that. Yeah, yeah. I hit a wall with that as well. Yeah, and I was having... Um, my friend Meg was kind of guiding me through it, but she's gone off doing other things now, so we ha- I just haven't played it. Yeah, fair enough. Have you had a chance to play Bat for Blood before the beta closed? Uh, no, because I only um, redeemed the code today, and I haven't downloaded it yet. Okay, it's okay. it's isn't it open until like the sixteenth, or is that the open beta? Uh, that's the open beta that's, that restarts so on Thursday. So I didn't or... need to redeem the code at all then. Well, you've got it set for the weekend, I guess. You're 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 very prepared for the next one. Woo! Yay. <laughs> uh Miles, what is your game of the week? I mean, it's kind of cheating, but mine was Back for Blood because it was so damn fun to play. <laughs> sure. So if I'm allowed it, I'm going to take that one because it was a really good time playing with you and getting to stream it with you guys was really awesome as well. Um, but the gunplay was just so satisfying. We've kind of waxed lyrical about it for the last, you know, over the weekend and whatever. So I won't go on too, too much. But, you know, since the last couple of days, you know, I've just been thinking about it a bit more and I'm really kind of itching to get the full release and actually get it in my hands and play it fully because the gunplay was just so much fun. It was so satisfying. And think like we were talking about yesterday was it yesterday it was yesterday wasn't it um you know just those kind of moments that we had playing it and just the general hilarity and the jokes that came out of it it was great and yeah i'm just really looking forward to getting to play it properly seeing all the new stuff that they're going to add in the full release and how much more content there is to play um i just think it was really brilliant the beta and it's just got me really hyped so that was my game of the week and like i said we've already spoken about it loads so i won't go on anymore but yeah that's mine Cool. Uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of content for our Back for Blood. We've got a in-depth podcast you can listen to now with the episode before this one. Uh, we've got a written article on the on the website, and we've done a live stream, which you can watch on YouTube and on the website as well, fingerguns.net, the entire beta campaign, which we powered through over the weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So, yeah, go check it out. Lots of Back for Blood stuff on the website right now. Uh, Kat, what is your game of the week? Uh, so my game of the week is uh, Yonder the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Um, I'd never actually heard of this before until I played it and then I looked at the trailer and I was like, this is right up my street. It looks like Wind Waker 
and probably has the same kind of style and gameplay as Stardew Valley. So it's kind of like a, I guess, not a top-down Stardew Valley kind of-esque game. So you kind of, it's an adventure game kind of set in an open world environment and um, played from kind of a third-person perspective. But it's the the character customization is insane. Um, you can do kind of, you do quests um, among the island. So you're on this island to find out about your past because you don't know what happened. And um, you have to kind of do tasks and quests along the way. Uh, the island is kind of split into kind of eight distinct kind of, they call them biomes. Think about it like the Hunger Games. They all have like a district kind of specialty. Um, and you can kind of take on, you can kind of join guilds. So each biome has a guild that you need to join. And it's just, yeah, it's incredibly in-depth for such a cartoon looking game. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the character player is customizable. You do like little quests. I guess it's like for anybody who really really wants to play the witcher but like a cartoon version because the map is quite big there's loads of little, <laughs> <Sorry>. little... <laughs> yeah. my, my fisher price fisher price witcher literally is fisher price witcher um <laughs> that is a great way to put it because it was like loads of little like, exclamation marks everywhere and you're like oh let's go here let's go here and then as you're going to like one sort of task you get like 15 open up and then you forget the original task that you were on um, but yeah, Fisher Price Witcher is is the perfect way to describe it. Um, so yeah, so that that's my game of the week. It was really fun. Uh, you know, there's like fog all around the island, and you've got to collect these little things called sprites. And um, yeah, it, it was it was really chill. It's nice. To, I love a chill game, and I've played quite a few chill games. I've quite reviewed quite a lot of chill games, kind of um, in the last couple of weeks. So you know, going from Omno to um, out of line to to this um i'm ready i was so ready to kick some ass over the weekend uh, <laughs> on back for blood uh but you know anyone who does like a chill game who just likes collecting stuff and you can make recipes so you have to might you might have to chop wood or collect and resource wood and you, you have to make a flipping pig pen and a pig pen needs planks but you have to chop the wood first it's kind of but don't starvey as well um yeah uh, so that's my that's my game of the week. It's very fun. I would recommend. It's just come wow. to PS5 and PS4. It's been on Switch for about two years, and I think it started on, I think either kind of Steam or Xbox first. Um, Windows, yeah. So it started on Windows first, and then came to PlayStation 4, and then Switch in 2018, and uh, now it's come to PlayStation 5, and it looks holds up. Nice. That's a lot of games all in one. Yonder. I mean. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it so does. Many. It's they've they've literally just apparently um they've taken inspiration from like Harvest Moon and stuff like that. So she's got apparently the developers played loads of games and they she just really took all the favorite best bits out of all her just favorite stole games all and, the good bits out of the yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, and just put them stuffed in it into one game. Fair. Um but yeah, as soon as I opened it up, it looked exactly like Wind Waker and I was like, Yes, I'm gonna nice. like this game. Cool. So, that sounds yeah. interesting. I have to I have to give it the older give it the old yeah. play. Give it a delve if you're feeling chill. You want to like a little, just collect a fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm, interesting. Nice one. And you can read Cat's review on thinkingguns.net right now. And Toby, your game of the week. Oh, oh I know his is. Let me guess. Uh, <laughs> going to be wrong. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think what Greg's thinking is Returnal, because I did just get Returnal. Um, but I've not played enough of it to really give you good impressions. So I'm going to switch back to the one I've been playing more this week um, and save Returnal for another week. Um, so my game of the week is actually uh, Battlefield 5. So I we got Battlefield 5, didn't we, on PS Plus? Um, was it this month or last month? Last um, 
last month, I think. Last um, month, I believe, yeah. 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 So I delved into the single player bit. It's not it's not extensive. It won't take you very long, you know, maybe five hours or so um, to, to do the whole thing. But it was really, really good. So I just wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, they have these things in the last Battlefield. Um, I think it was Battlefield 1 you know that was renamed battlefield one um and then in battlefield five now they've they're calling their single player stuff war stories and they're just sort of individual um you know single soldier or single character led um storylines with one campaign mission often they're quite sprawling because it's battlefield and they like to have very large maps um and this one has sort of a you know sort of three very sort of quite well put together um, war stories and one introductory bit that's really interesting so you, you sort of start with you're, you're going through lots of different soldiers all in one battlefield and then it's zooming across you know the camera zooms away after you've had a little a little chance to shoot zooms in someone else's head and you, you take on what they're doing for a moment that bit was actually kind of kind of gripping and kind of epic and I was um I was really into that and I thought oh okay if it's going to carry on in that sort of vein then I'll I'll keep going um, and then you straight into this uh, mission with two British guys. Um, one's a criminal, and you go and you know, deal with some planes. You know, do, the stuff you do in the mission is not necessarily the what, what's really great about it. But the characters are really fun, and the, the you know it's obviously Battlefield. There's it's we've got to the point where we're on Battlefield Five now. All the guns play brilliantly well. When you're talking about stuff that's based around World War Two, there's some really quite satisfying gunplay in there um, with like Mossin Nagants and and. Was it KR98Ks and such? That they're just really good guns. Um, that I find within the Call of Duty franchise, the more we went to modern guns, the more I was like, sort of, I want something wooden, <laughs> like the wooden guns are much more fun. Um, and uh, so you got to play with a lot of those. Then there's a Norway mission, so it's all set in the snow, which is all stealthy, and you actually have a female lead in that one who's trying to save her mother, um, which I thought was also really, really fucking epic. Um, and then the third one is. Um, just really 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 threw me it was it starred a bunch of uh french colonial soldiers um from like french colonies going back into france um you know a a, a very sort of well-spoken black soldier going back to france and not being treated very well with his with his friends um and trying to save france from from invasion by the nazis and i was just like that's a really epic story to tell um within you know the bounds of just one sort of set of, uh, of missions with within a small campaign within a small mission it's just you know it's only gonna take you an hour or two to do every single each one of these stories um so i was quite impressed by that um and i've still got one to do which is actually casts you as um as a german soldier so i don't know how that one goes yet um it looks like it's tanks only or something um but i've yet to play that one so i'll give that one a go as well um but yeah just really really impressed by how how heartfelt they were and how epic they were so um i'd really recommend them if you've if you've got ps plus and you've just downloaded you know battlefield 5 for the multiplayer maybe give the single player a go or um if you haven't even played it yet give the single player a go it's actually really good did you play just because you're on the the war game theme did you play call of duty world war 2 uh yeah i really enjoyed the campaign of that i haven't played a call of duty in years but i downloaded it because again that was on plus yeah and i really enjoyed the campaign so that one and world at war i thought were fantastic world at war is good yeah world at war and then world world war ii both brilliant yeah they, they are probably my favorites after maybe you know like modern warfare 2 for example but they they are really 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 good so i agree with that anyway, nice one. you've kept that very quiet 
<laughs> I didn't know What's you were um... I think it's funny just hearing Toby going like, yeah, I've played a Battlefield game. Like, what? <laughs> what? That's, <laughs> not got, that's not got waifus and hentai in it. <laughs> How dare you, man. Um, <laughs> what's your game of the week, Russ? Uh, well, yeah, this will be very brief, but uh, my game of the week is The Ascent. Um, it's a game that is exclusive to Xbox currently, and I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, it looks great. It plays okay. It's not the most fun, most symmetric thing I've ever played. Um, it's pretty tough in places, but if anything, it has taught me. It's this is the first game that I've played in the new generation on the Xbox side that's gone. Yeah, I need a new Xbox. Same because it is not built for the one. No, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not with those ten. Yeah, absolutely times. agree. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I've, I've set it up to load and then just gone off to make a cup of tea. It just takes at least five minutes to load up at the beginning. It's if anything, I, I think it's extended just so we are thinking this. So we go, man, these load times are really long. Like a, it's like a forced um, <laughs> obsolescence obsolation yeah. type. I think it's my one just being mm. shit. Yeah. Phil Spencer might <laughs> have gone, I was, just I put, was an saying, ev- put another 30 seconds on it. Make them want a series. <laughs> I was saying to you guys, like, I was like, oh, I can get a Series S and two controllers on my phone contract for 30 quid a month. I was like, ah, oh, I wonder if gamers still were doing their um, whatever it was called all access thing and obviously oh, yeah. they're out of one x's and then i they have got the the s on there but it's obviously two years at 21 pound with 24 months of game pass and i was like yeah cool and then this little thing in the back of my head went you don't actually need that because it's not 4k and it runs at 120 fps on some games but it's like you don't need that and i was like wait <laughs> i don't need that oh you nearly got me with these new games game pass mm. I don't know if you were here for it, but I remember I watched this week Digital Foundry did a video on Flight Simulator, which is a game that cannot run on the ones. But Series S runs it beautifully. Right. They, they were really impressed with it. So I think the S has got a bit more power than we think it has. Yeah, I know. I'm, not, I, I'm obviously, I know it's not just the difference between like a, a one and a one X, and there's a bit more to mm. it, but I was like, I don't need it. But at the same time, I know Gamer doing the trade in thing. Yeah. So do I take the hit and just. Pay the the one off hundred pound trading my one terabyte one for a five twelve gig S. How much are they taking ones for? I think that the trading deal is something like you pay one hundred and twenty for. I've got one terabyte one, so I think I think box. Yeah, I think I do as well. Yeah, so I think it's like yeah one hundred or one twenty or something like that for for an S. Tempted. Mm, yeah. I feel like going for the X. They haven't got any <laughs> <in stock. Series> <laughs> They haven't got any. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait in a bit and play in the ascent when it when I can run it properly. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I I tried it out today on the cloud, and of course the cloud's now running the the Series X servers, uh, so it loaded up in about fifteen seconds. I was like, right, yeah, okay. So I could I could essentially ah. play that on my phone with my PS. Oh, no, wait, faster on your phone. I'd have to yeah, use my PS Five controller because they're Bluetooth. They're better Bluetooth than because my Xbox One can, is that old. The controller's not Bluetooth. Oh, oh right. No, it must be because how's it connect to the console? No, no, it's not Bluetooth. I tried running it that time when I ran Batman on my old phone. Yeah. So I, you've, I, I could play the Ascent on my phone with a PS5 controller quicker than I could on my Xbox One on my 4K <laughs> Absolutely TV. right. Yeah, absolutely right. <laughs> so yeah, that's the situation we're in. It's it, it's fine, but yeah, I'm I'm not loving it so far. But it's the only thing I've played really apart from Battle for Blood this week, right. and I've taught that to death already this week, so I won't say any more about it. But uh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, right then, let's jump into the news. And the biggest thing this week we could find, there's not a lot of news again. It's another quiet week. 
ahead of Gamescom, which is kicking off in a couple of weeks. But Take-Two, obviously the parent company of all your favorite games, have announced that they've got three iterations of previously released titles in development. Now, we don't know what they are, but if you can think of what Take-Two actually own, this is quite exciting. And it means that some remasters and some remakes of some possibly you know, amazing games are going to be coming uh, either shortly or in the new year or the year after. So I wanted to uh, bring to the table um, a little bit of uh, guesswork. What do you think they have in store? Uh, I'll go to Greg. What would you like to see from Take-Two? Uh, well, the one that first sprung to mind, and because Eurogamer put it as their header picture, is Max Payne. Yes. Um, now, that's no surprise because I've already mentioned it in the Slack anyway, but I fucking love Max Payne. Now, I that's why I asked the 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 dumb question about uh, Rockstar and Take Two because I forgot that Take Two, like I said, are Rockstar's parent company. Obviously, Max Payne One and Two were made by Remedy, and Number Three was all Rockstar. Yeah, but that wouldn't rule out a trilogy because it's all Take Two. Yep. I'm sure there's enough to. I mean, I don't want that to be all three games. I would love a trilogy pack as one game, you know, because sure. I'm greedy like that. But I would just love to see any kind of iteration of Max Payne coming back. And it recently just celebrated its 20th anniversary. So what better time sure. to be like, Max Payne is 20. Let's look at these old fond memories of it. Bam, here's a, not HD, because calling something HD now is going to get you laughed at, isn't it? Like something better, like here's a, here's a remaster or something. Yeah, Max Payne cool ultimate. <laughs> yeah, Max Payne super ultra mega slow-mo edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I, I don't have a, um, a a great memory of Max Payne three. If I remember rightly, is it? It's like markedly different from one and two, isn't it? Yeah. Um. It one and two had the comic book style cutscenes. Um. And was very dark in tone. Was very noir. And then yeah. three three starts off with him being a massive alcoholic. Does have flashbacks into noir territory, but it was it was derided for having really long loading times and really long cutscenes. Which kind of, right. but the cutscenes were masking the loading times. So, so sometimes you'd have to wait and watch three or four minutes of a cutscene to be able to load. That's right. why when I tried streaming at that time, I get getting stuck on the fucking car park and dying, and then it just kept fuffing around with the loading times. Um, so yeah, it was a bit of a departure, but it wasn't an awful game. I played it through quite a few times because there was some really good, um, uh, what they called grinds, like killed so many people with X weapon. Um, kill people while shoot dodging, kill people while lying on your back, while lying on your side. So the repetition was there to play through it and rank, you know, complete these grinds for achievements slash trophies. So if that was on something now with the load times that we've got, that'd be amazing. And it looked really good yeah. as well. I mean, one, one, one and two, specifically one, suffered from uh, Max Payne having like, if I said the medical term duper trends, does anyone know what that is? No. It's trigger finger. It's what Bill Knight's got. Oh, okay. Yeah, when you your little fingers or your little finger and your um, ring finger like permanently like touching your uh touching your palm. Oh so your hands are cold in. If you ever watch a film with Bill Knighty, any close up of his hands, it's not his hands, because he's got permanent trigger finger in both hands. Wow. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a fact. But my point with Max Payne was that he was always animated holding pistols, even if he had nothing in his hand, or if he had one gun and one empty hand, he'd still be diving through the air like one shooting, the other one pretty much finger gunning, like pew 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 pew. So nice. it looks a bit ropey, you know, twenty years on. But it could be they could remake, they could they could do something with it. Just give me more Max Payne. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think the slow-mo has ever been bettered. No, but of course it's conversely, it's been done to death. Yes, it has, but it was it was, you know, it was OG, wasn't it? In but this Payne. is yeah, this is where they need to come back and go, we did this. And Max Payne 2 had really good, um, really good bullet time in it where uh you'd be shooting, and if you kill a couple of enemies, when you reload, it does a really cool thing where like the camera pans around, um, like full 360 as as he throws the clips away and gets new ones. So it was like a little bonus for for killing people in bullet time. Oh, that's cool. And it was just it was just sick. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean that, that's my main, my main wish. Um, we don't need Bioshock again because we've had that. I don't want to yeah. see like I don't want to see a Vice City remaster. If the, you know mm. GTA Six could be a, a Vice City Two, for example, I don't want to see a remake of the first one because we've had it. Yeah, and it's really showing its age now as well. Yeah, and otherwise, yeah, I don't know what else, don't know what else they could do. Mm. Oh, we'll throw it out. Uh, Kat, what would you like to see from Take Two? I Any kind of fond love... memories of those? Yeah, I would love to see Eleanor. I would fucking love to. Um, I played Eleanor a long, long time ago, and I remember being really shocked when there were two discs, and I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> On my Xbox, having two discs, and it was like, please put in disc two to continue. Um, and that just brings back, like, nostalgia at its best, doesn't it? But... Um, it probably looks pretty outdated now, I guess, if we were to play it. Obviously, it's still in the store. And it's, you know, it's still pretty pricey, I think. I still think it's like still in like the 20s. Yeah, well, it was um, it was it was only remastered a couple of years ago. Yeah, but PS5. <laughs> uh, I see. You want a you, you want a shiny PS5. Oh I want I want, I want shiny, 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 yeah. Sure. I, I can imagine they probably won't do bully. I would love to see a bully, but it's going to be too politically shot at, isn't it? Now, oh, you can't promote glamorizing bullying. Oh, just whatever. So, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> leave it there with Eleanor. I'd love to see that. Um, I don't want to see any Grand Theft Auto. I agree with Greg, I think, but I mean, they might even remaster five for the 50,000th time. You never know what they're gonna do. You know, you think it's gonna be something new, and then they just stick the V on it, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah. I mean, GTA 5. PS5 is due, isn't it, uh, by the end of the year? Like, so, yeah, yeah. We, can, uh, we don't have to worry about that one. But Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can imagine they, they might do a Borderlands. I, I wouldn't care for that at all. In At all. Like, that would just be, <laughs> yeah, that would be a snore fest waiting to happen. I'll never uh, forget but, that podcast of us, all of us, uh, dividing on Borderlands when Sean was like, I really like it. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah th- those are kind of my... My things, my my things I'd like to see. Nice. I mean, I, I love see. the the um. I mean, when I think of Alain Noir, I think of the facial capture and how that. Yeah, was, it was how like that before died. its time. Yeah, it, it died before it died with the studio after Rockstar fucking closed them. And that's mental because it's so good. You it know? was good. Yeah. And I think other places have tried to kind of somewhat. I mean, like look at Detroit and things like that, and they've somewhat tried to. In, in essence, try and capture that kind of, you know, with heavy rain and stuff like that kind of personal element, but nothing like that. And I think that was so before its time when it was first done. It was like, wow, look how bloody awesome this is. The little twitches in the face and, the, yeah. you know, to bring that back in, like Greg was saying, HD. Well, you the, know, problem, the problem is, though, there was a massive lawsuit between Rockstar yeah. and Bondi. His team Bondi, uh, is it Brendan McNamara? I think we talked about this before. He basically was a massive douche and... I think it was embezzlement, but he did something um. that he had to take. He had to take the team Bondi. He had to basically foreclose team Bondi because they were making that horror of the Orient. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I never got finished, did it? Yeah, I think it was a similar story to the Kingdoms Kingdoms of Amalur type thing, where he had to dissolve Team Bondi, and then he's gone to another company now. So I think if they tried to re to, to rejigger, I know this is all hypothetical, but I think I think that's yeah. I knew there was oh, some I sort love, of logic tied to, to it, but I have tried playing the PS4 one, and it looks. <laughs> Not great because it was all like Ross said, it was all about the facial animation, and yeah. that was the, that was 90% of the game, and the rest of it was all fluff. Yeah. And then when you see HD fluff, and it's like, ooh, ew. yeah, it's like Pixel Party. How's it yeah. going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know it was tied up in a lawsuit, or once was a law, like yeah. tied up into a lawsuit. Apparently, Brendan McNamara is just as bad as Activision Blizzard when it comes oh. to those kind of claims as well. <sighs> He was, um, he was massive on the crunch stuff as well, wasn't he? Like yeah, the, the whole team yeah. were just completely yeah. burnt out with crunch every time. Yeah. Like, well, no, I don't want to see that game. Fuck it. Let's 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 bring Bully <laughs> back into the, yeah. to the mix. My, Bully is probably more an accessible game than Lele Noir. Yeah. So. yeah. All right then. Let's let's go Bully. Can this canon edit for our UK friends? Because apparently, because apparently, saying Bully would trigger too many bullies to start bullying people. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Toby, what would you like to see from Take-Two? Um, so I agree with quite a few things that have been said. So I don't think it would be a Bioshock. They've clearly got another Bioshock 4 on the way um, from Cloud Chamber, is it, that are making that? that that's a studio they own. Um, they've been very active stopping people from having, you know, like modded versions and, and remade versions of um Vice City, GTA 3, and San Andreas recently. There's been lots of takedown notices and things. So it could be that it's old GTAs. And I know Greg was saying he didn't want that, but that, that's a pretty high possibility. Um, they, at the same time, they're very much a sort of, you know, multiplayer-focused um, thing now, Rockstar. They're not going to build something that's just single-player and doesn't have any kind of, you know, multiplayer element or microtransactions, or all this kind of stuff. So what I actually think it will be is um, Red Dead. So um, they've, I think it'll be a remaster, or at least one of them will be a remaster of Red Dead Redemption. Like the, not the first Red Dead, but the second Red Dead, which is actually the first one that most of us played. Um, so that it's brought back up. It's got, I think personally, got a better storyline. They can add, you know, more of the Red Dead world onto it. They probably some funky way where they can bring you know, you, it's still the same online world that you're going into and, you know, it will link with Red Dead Redemption 2, um, you know, that you could go between the, the, the different locales and things like that. So I wonder if it'll be something along those sort of lines. Um, other ones to bear in mind, I suppose, would be it's probably not a Mafia either um, because all three of those games were recently remastered, same as L.A. Noir, and Hangar 13 is making some weird Cluthu open world thing that we've been told about and still haven't seen announced. Um, so yeah. With what? Clu- Cthulhu. Sorry, oh, right. I'll say it right. I'll say it better this time. <laughs> Not Cluthu um, from... Clu- um... Cluth- Cluthu, Cthulhu. It's <laughs> impossible <laughs> to say anyway. Um, <laughs> They're doing like a Cthulhu and meets Saints Row game. Yeah, that's what they say. Whatever says. the hell that's going to be. I'm just imagining Cthulhu open world, maybe with some silliness, but I don't know what well, silliness would be. Baggy jeans and a do rag. Yeah, it's the it's the Saints Row bit that makes me just go. Yeah. Well, why? Why Cthulhu bother? with a giant do, dildo whacking around? Yeah, yeah. Do, do Cthulhu properly, thanks. And a dubstep gun. Yeah, I was saying his Genki outfit with a dubstep gun. Yeah, singing along to Aerosmith on a rocket. You know, just it's just Saints Row with tentacles, basically. 
That's what it was so, missing, to be fair. Was tentacles, for sure. <laughs> it wasn't quite the things tentacles. that Saints Row had. It didn't have enough tentacles. Yeah, there we go. Um, anyway, I don't think it'll be that either. Did anyone else's um, brain go to hentai territory then? It was just me. This is the second time for you. Yeah, I know. It's because <laughs> you say tentacles, and the, the joke that you always see on Reddit is add tentacles to anything and it becomes hentai. Yeah. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it. I, um, I think Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Not Red Dead Revolver. Which is the funny. second one. Yeah, <laughs> the first one, which is the second one. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Did anyone actually ever play Red Dead Revolver? Nope. Uh, I might have played it for like ten minutes. I don't think I ever put any time into it. It went really oh. supernatural. Ah, I didn't oh, get to really? that. Sort of no, not get that not, not super supernatural like Fahrenheit did, for example. But like, yeah, bosses were raising. Uh, there's this when one all metal gets solid. Yeah, but, weird, <laughs> but weirder. Um, there's like one boss that throws like uh, corpse raising potions at you and stuff like that, and yeah, I can see why they ditched like all Red of that Dead Zombies. Reddit. No, they had Red Dead Zombies, didn't they? At one yeah. point, I think that was one of the first games to do a zombie add-on. That one in World at War, wasn't it? Was World at War one of the first zombies? I think World at War was the first zombies mode. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, Miles, tonight. Oh, Is there anything uh, left, Miles? I was going to say, most of mine have been said, but I do have one. <laughs> but I think the most likely one is going to be Red Dead Redemption 1, simply because of the success of Red Dead 2. Um, and I think there are lots of people, myself included, who would love. I, I like you, Toby, actually much preferred Red Dead Redemption 1. Um, but I think part of that was just I was younger and a bit more kind of like nostalgic towards it. Um, but I absolutely adored that game. So if it is that one, I'll be happy as anything. Um, I think Max Payne is a very good shout as well. Like Greg said, I think um, bringing those back might be a good way for them to test the waters of whether they want to carry that series on after three or not. Because um, if there's a lot of appetite for it, I think that might give them a bit of a push. Um, what I would like to see, which absolutely will not happen, is Spec Ops The Line. Um, I still, to this day, think it's one of the best oh, video yeah. game stories. And I absolutely adore that game. So if that got remade, I would be absolutely all over it, but it won't because it Amen. wouldn't stop. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you just reminded me about that. I fucking love that game. <laughs> it's so nice to like have someone else who's played it as well you, and actually appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, same. I've got I'm sure, platinum on it. I'm sure, wow. It's great. I'm sure on my age, but did you, any of you two, any, well, I know Ross didn't have a PlayStation when he was younger and Kat, I don't know how far back your PlayStation knowledge goes. Did anyone ever play any of the really old Spec Ops games, like Spec Ops Stealth Patrol? No, but I heard they're like a t- an entirely different style. Yeah, well, this is it. I, rent, I rented Spec Ops Stealth Patrol from Blockbuster, fucking years and years ago and it was i put it on easy because it was like there was easy or hard difficulty i put it on easy and it was just ridiculous it was like harder than operation flashpoint it was oh just insane. i only right i only this is again slightly tangential but i only found out years down the line there's a pro, there's a programming issue where easy mode was hard and vice versa so if you chose hard people were like oh, i'm a pro gamer i can do it on hard because they had it on easy <laughs> mode there was a, there was an actual error um and it's like the days where you can patch it in anyway so what I thought Spec Ops were renowned for being shit. And then I was working HMV, uh, the line came in, and instead of being the usual 40 quid when games were 40 quid a pop, it was 30. And obviously with staff discount, I got it for 20, I think. And I was like, I'll give it a go. And I think I played the f- like eight hours one night. Yeah. Because it was so engrossing. I was exactly the same. Like the first like 30 minutes, oh my God, this is so generic, like basic action shooter. Yeah, that was the whole point. <laughs> yeah. And then like an hour in, you're like, oh my God, what's happening? I and then you finish the game and it's just unbelievable. It blew my yeah. mind at the time. That 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 bit and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, I mean, I've mentioned it before on the cast, but do you guys ever watch Zero Punctuation? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen his one about Spec Ops? Yeah, yeah. It nails it because it's like, it's talking about how it's, it's this deeply engrossing story 
but it's set to a backdrop of a generic third person shooter that even glorifies when you get headshots with the cool slow mo thing, which I even yeah, it does. <laughs> and then just... yeah, it says it, it you know it, it takes you out of the the darkness of the game for, for rewarding you for mundane killing until it shows you that you're no better than what you're doing. And I was like, wow, he's right. I'm a yeah. bad man. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant. And like, even like the shooting mechanics, like they work, but they're not like fun. Like you no, still no, play the game yeah. and you're like, oh, this is fine. And then you get to the end of the game. It's like, oh yeah, the whole points that I wasn't meant to. And I kept playing anyway. And um, I was at uni at the time and just out of interest, um, obviously if you go on things like Google Scholar, you can find like journal articles or like scientific papers. There's genuine scientific journal article papers written about this game, about like, the ludonarrative dissonance stuff yeah. and how it like portrays like the mental health of Walker and how the player like interacts with that. And I just found it so interesting. Like I ended up reading up loads about the story. Like if you go on YouTube, there's like 40 minute videos and a really interesting um, thing someone noticed is that throughout the game, you're always going down, but you always end up at the top of like skyscrapers or you end up like looking over like massive ravines and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that you're always going down and you never go up. And I was like, what the fuck? I never yeah, even noticed like the, that. Like the literal and metaphorical descent. Yeah. All the way wow. through. And, like, and there's little like, so there's like posters on walls and like banners and stuff. And they've all got um Conrad's face on them. Yeah. And they're yeah. like subliminal. So like when you turn the camera, they disappear. And I was like, what the fuck? This game is mental. Yeah. But it's amazing. Love it. Oh, it's it's a hell of a game to have a deep dive into. Yeah. It's one I actually wrote like, like wrote like a massive piece on it and then never like did it because I didn't edit it that down. Was, and it was, was that 2012? No. 2012? Yeah. Yeah. 2012, 13. Yeah. must have been around that time when I was at uni. Speaking of, uh, again, because I'm playing catch up for missing so many um, podcasts. Um, I didn't realize until someone pointed out the other day with Bioshock, with Atlas. Uh, what was his, what's his clone name? Uh, clone name. Uh, has, has everyone played Bioshock? Yes. Before I spoil it. Wow. The first one, yeah, 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 yeah. cat, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, if our audience hasn't, then get on it. Yeah, just, 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 have, you know, just, just mute me for uh, twenty seconds. Um, what's he called? Oh, Frank Fontaine. Yeah, Fontaine. When he's giving it, me, me, me Moira, me, me Jack, me, you know, whatever. <laughs> me, it's me, me Patrick. Yeah, that's it. Moira and Patrick. Um, he's going on about them. I didn't realize there's there's fucking posters everywhere advertising the the stars of like some show in Rapture is like so-and-so Moira and Patrick and it's like oh he's just taking the names from the fucking poster and he's feeding you this bullshit about like being his wife and child and I've never noticed that I had no idea that was in the yeah, game yeah none uh, yeah you're like oh that is like it's like golf clap like ah oh, well done and in Bioshock, <laughs> Bioshock Infinite I wrote about this for a what culture piece about little hidden things the I, I reminded Toby of this as well um the barbershop quartet singing uh, Beach Boys, God Only Knows What I'd Do Without You. Or God uh, Knows What I'd Yeah, when you're yeah. on the beach, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's obviously foreboding because Booker is Comstock. So there would be oh, no yeah. there'd be no one without the other. That's so amazing. literally, God Knows What I'd Be Without You because I am you, that kind of thing. That's there so you go. Because there there games are deeper than people think. Well. Yeah. So hidden, hidden depths in generic first or third person shooters. I was going to say, isn't the main song that you hear when you first enter, um, what's the place called? Columbia? Yeah. Um, isn't the like first song you hear from the choir, isn't it like the circle cannot be unbroken or something Sorry like that? that. Yeah. Well, the circle be unbroken. I was like, ah, clever, smart. And then Cindy Lauper's in there as well for some reason. <laughs> and Tears for Fears, I think, is in there as well. 
Everybody wants to rule the world. Is, is that one in there? It's possibly. It's like a part of the like jazz piano version of that. No, I yeah, think. possibly. Sorry, Man. I I just no, we took out, took out spec ops and then just made me think of these little, little things that we miss sometimes in games. Yeah. Take two, remake all these things. Yeah, I'm now. Miss, I'm do it now. Do it for the four but, people who will play it. Will love you know it. what'll happen though? There'll be big, massive objective markers now for the fucking idiots who can't figure things out for themselves. <laughs> going, look at this poster; it means something. <laughs> <laughs> How to ruin spec ops? Point at all of <laughs> yeah. the subliminal messaging. <laughs> yeah. Neon arrows over everybody. There's an achievement tracker for looking at comrades' face in posters. <laughs> uh, I've missed your tangents, Greg. I am full of sugar, so. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I thought that was going to go somewhere else then at yeah. the end. <laughs> young, young dumb are full of sugar. I'm full of sugar. Oh, I am full of shit as well. No, I could have been bluffing the entire thing then and none of you guys would have noticed. Yeah, we're just all going, oh, wow. Oh, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too. That yeah. thing that wasn't real. Yeah, yeah, Toby, I saw that. <laughs> Toby's, just saving, Toby's just saving face and going, yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Toby's yeah. got my back. <laughs> uh right then if uh if anyone cares i think it's going to be red dead 2 ps5 enhanced etc 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 that's the obvious not not calling your thing saying oh that's there's the three obvious. i mean that yeah. would be the the obvious one wouldn't it but it's take two and it, they like money and that's what and everyone's what clamoring best. for it aren't they yeah. even if that is the answer there are three so yeah but i think i think two more things max Payne is a safe bet i think for sure the original maybe not a trilogy but the original the original will be good yeah for sure and I don't know. I don't know what the third one could be. Forget how many properties they own. It's endless and frightening because yeah. normally they have so much bloody money. But uh, yeah, all right, let's move on because uh, Xbox have announced they are doing a show just before Jane, uh, Gamescom. 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 Whatever that. That's where we be. celebrate all of the Jameses <laughs> in the world. I love James. James. Famous John is having a strong call. The, Famous call Jameses. The a whole weekend of James celebrations. Oh, wait, it could be Duke Nukem, Land of the Babes. Take-Two have done that. Oh, God. Duke Nukem Forever remastered. They own Gearbox, don't they? Yep. Gearbox is Duke Nukem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Mafia 4 or XCOM, maybe? I mean, who knows? Surely they will have learned their lesson not to do a remake of uh, Duke Nukem. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on. Sean would love a Duke Nukem remake. My God, he would lose his mind. But anyway, yeah. Let's move on to um, Xbox. So the Aaron Greenberg um, today has announced that there isn't going to be a lot to get excited about. So apparently expectations have to be set low for this event. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, Tobes, what would you... what? Elden Ring! Yeah. <laughs> in like, <laughs> Chaos! In like the Xbox pantheon of stuff that they haven't quite announced yet. Is there anything that you'd like to see that isn't currently on their slate? Do you know what I'm having? I had real trouble working out what I could think of that was not announced yet, but could still be being made. So I hope everyone else has got better ideas than me. I I really think it's going to be low level. I don't think they're going to have something brand new IP like that. I would love it if they did, but I think it'd be more likely to be sort of a, a bit of gameplay for Starfield, maybe, or um, a ramp up towards a Halo Infinite release, you know, like a date, and that's their big reveal. You know, I don't think there's going to be absolutely you know mind-blowing ips announced because they would have been in the one previously there's just no no real reason for them to slot them into this and especially then to go temper your expectations you know you're not going to get elden ring etc it's just it's a bit sad well, you um, calm down with elden ring you didn't say elden ring <laughs> <laughs> yes but that's whenever you're watching one of these things and people are going completely nuts about something there's always the chat is just full of people shouting the words elden ring have you um, not 
have you not learned to not get your hopes up about games yet? I want Elden Ring, <laughs> but you don't see me shouting from the rooftops because I don't want it to be shit. But the I more you get hyped like that. up, about, yeah, we're we'll not getting hyped up about games. I'm then. not getting hyped up about you're it. Like, I'm saying other like people monkeys, are. You're like the monkey's paw of games. You wish for something, <laughs> and it turns out crap. <laughs> Oh man. Um okay, well my other my other uh, point here is that um I think it will be an Halo Infinite release date because uh the Halo Infinite Krispy Kreme donut is available between the 1st of August and the 30th of September at Krispy Kreme Mexico. Um which makes it very hard to get hold of. But you just made me so happy and so sad. All in one <laughs> so I'm really sorry. Yeah, for no one else can now get this donut. I've mentioned something that now everyone's going to be thinking and salivating about, and mm, they're going to eat the entirety of Master Chief's home and habitat now. But we're just going to talk about something else while you think about that donut. Is there anywhere in Taunton you can get Krispy Kreme? Yeah, supermarkets. Where there is. Yeah, Tesco, Ross. The one that Tesco. you're not. The one that you're not allowed to go to. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> the one that's, the one that's 200 there an yards M&S down the still? road. <laughs> there's, there's often a Krispy Kreme in M&S as well. Oh, I can, uh, see, I can see Tesco out my window. I was going to say, the Tesco you're not allowed to go to 200 yards from... Oh, sorry. You're allowed to go <laughs> and, to there's 200 yards from your house. Yeah. Throw out like a Damn. string and like ask someone to attach a Krispy Kreme to it <laughs> just and just a... pulley it across to your house. Just yeah, do a Christmas carol. You boy, get me a donut. <laughs> the biggest what one in the window. <laughs> <laughs> what day? It's Tuesday, mister. <laughs> Damn donut it, I'm stuck in until Thursday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> donuts. <laughs> I'll give you a pound. Can you get me a donut? <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. If I give you a five, Krispy Kreme, can you give me a donut? Give me a five, get me a donut. One with a big green X on, hopefully, if you can. Thank you. <laughs> I had to laugh. <laughs> I, had to laugh. Who's it? It's, I don't know if it's one of the guys we followed that's in, in the media world, but someone had the donut and they took it home. And it's just like, well, yeah, what did you expect? You put a fucking cream top donut in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> did he wreck his own donut? Yeah. That's really sad. <laughs> it's, 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 it might have been the already. unboxing of the donut is all squished. But, yeah, he, he obviously put it in like a Greg style bag, carried it in his bag, got home and went, yeah. <laughs> what do you think what do you think they've done set that cream on there or something like marzipan anyway my, my point is that 1st of August to the 30th of September for a promotion right makes mm-hmm. me think maybe shadow drop oh it's going to be available next month do you know what I mean that kind of thing so when they said some temporary expectations about Halo then I'm really not so they've got me on that one I mean a sh- yeah, cool. an infinite multiplayer shadow drop do you think yeah open beta now you know something yeah. that'd be I think nice. something that'd be cool that would make yeah. sense i still think i still think november for the full release but the bigger the game the earlier the right. beta kind of thing could be right yeah but that's what i'm thinking cool interesting um cat what would you like to see from xbox after they blew your mind last time <laughs> I mean, what's left? Um, I was just reading that Konami have announced that they're taking part and they want Yu-Gi-Oh! For anyone who gives a shit about Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I used to think that Yu-Gi-Oh! was just, you know, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon were like rip-offs of Pokemon. So His name is Sean Davies. Digimon was awesome. Sean Davies will love it. No, Digimon was... No. Those little, like... those little things you could actually clip them together. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, but they just took Pokemon and were like, yeah, we'll do that too. Digimon, Digimon was around before Pokemon. Oh well, the Pokemon was shit. <gasps> you Whoa! Take a, you take a slander about Pikachu back. <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> to be fair, I watched the cartoon before it was cool, and then it became the biggest thing ever. And I went, "Oh fuck it, I don't care anymore." 
Oh, that's such a Greg thing to do. Yep. <laughs> I was there before everyone else, yep. and I yeah, gave yeah. up before you even <laughs> liked it. Greg made Pokemon cool. You're so mainstream. Pokemon made me made me the jaded adult I am today. <laughs> that um, taught you life lessons. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I would. I mean, didn't we say that Gotham Knights hadn't been even shown yet? So I think that would be cool. That's, um, that's not yeah. Xbox exclusive, is it? I don't nope. know. I was it not. Be, does it really? I suppose. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know if it was going to be like. I don't know if it was going to be like first party or something. I don't yeah. know, yeah, I don't know, because it's, oh, fuck knows. I know that they said at E3 that they were also working on a new Fable, but they just didn't have time to show it. And in an ideal world, in a perfect, perfect world, obviously they'd probably show like five seconds of that. Yeah, I mean, like, Oh, that's... we have a title. Fable's um, weird, man. They, I saw a couple of weeks ago, they just hired a lead writer for Fable. Oh, <laughs> oh maybe yeah. not then. So the fairy oh. getting eaten by the frog is not part of the story. Yeah, they made that and it didn't do anything for six months. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots at Microsoft man what are you doing yeah I remember that woman saying oh we've got other massive like first you know high exclusive such as Fable we just can't show you that yet and it's like well what else have you got left to show I don't know there was lots it's like, we felt... it's like that um, Dragon Age one sorry to interrupt okay. it's, it's like yeah. that Dragon Age one it's we've got a Dragon Age 4 being made and then you hire it's just exactly the same thing we were just hiring the writers you know yeah. we're just, we're here's, just getting ready here's, here's, the here's some here's yeah, some video, yeah. yeah and here's some um illustrations that our guy did like four years ago <laughs> for, for, it's got nothing to do with dragon age four <laughs> and mass yeah. effect it's like we're making mass effects it's yeah gonna, same, it's gonna be 10 years effect. away bye like we've Our decided that we're gonna so do much. it <laughs> all of yeah. But yeah i mean I, I don't know what to expect i will i will probably sit there and watch it with gritted teeth that i still don't have a fucking xbox because they just love to rub the salt in don't they they're like oh if e3 didn't make us mic drop enough let's let's just <laughs> let's just show you off exactly why you definitely still should have an xbox and you don't yeah um but yeah so yeah. i don't really know what to expect i'm not really there's nothing i'm really hoping for because well i haven't got an xbox voice <laughs> you can still take your switch and get an s for 90 quid that's tempting. It's that tempting. tempting. I, was, I almost thought about trading my Switch the other day. I'm mm. really tempted to. I don't use it. I don't, use, I I don't only, use it. I yeah, I just use it to review. review. Yeah. That's, that's, that's all I use it for. Yeah, it's like a glorified review machine. But Breath of the Wild 2. Breath of the Wild 2 is £700 probably. <laughs> when it comes <laughs> what? <out>. what? Extra <laughs> zero. That's there. not how inflation works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's not going to be out until next year. And then I've got to hold on to my Switch for next year. So it's very tempting to do the... Because it's really not that much once you trade in your Switch. For some reason, they no, seem to love the Switch. You, don't, you, you got a Switch or a Switch Lite? A Switch. Ah, okay. So I think I only pay thirty nine ninety nine, don't I? Or 40 quid or something like that, 50 quid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you've got the yeah, dock, haven't you? Yeah, because the Lite is, the light is like 90 and then the actual Switch Switch is like thirty nine ninety nine, and you get an Xbox. I mean, you get that, drop Game Pass on top of that, you're done. You're set. There's I'm nothing else you need to so do. so tempted, you know. Yeah. That's very tempting. Oh, boy. You wouldn't be mad at me for swapping in my Switch. I absolutely would not be I'll mad at you. I'll have to play all the cute little games on Switch. That's yeah. what I mean. That's currently... I mean, I've got... this. The thing is, I've got some good games on there from reviewing, but I just look at my Switch sometimes and I go, oh, yeah, I forgot I've got one of those. Yeah. I got Xenoblade Chronicles and I've got very far on that. I've not finished Link's Awakening. I bought the Mario All-Stars thing, I think, out of FOMO. And I went, oh, cool, Mario, Sin- <laughs> Mario 64 plays like ass. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. I played about play, an hour of it. And you can't play, you cannot play Mario Galaxy on a Switch Lite. I mean, you can, but you have to keep resorting to the touchscreen. And uh, even even choosing the save file is, is like a floating Mario head mm. planet thing. And you can't use the cursor. You've got to touch it. I'm like, no. So I don't be playing like with one hand on the left joystick and then trying to hit 
B to jump, move the camera on my right thumb, and then had to keep rubbing my finger over the screen to get the bits. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it, no, that is not made for us. That, that is not optimized for Switch Lite. I think uh, you and Kat need to get together, go to game, take your Switches in, walk you out do. with shiny uh, S's, and yeah. then. And then an the explosion dream. happens behind us, Greg. Yeah. That's what happens. We slow walk away with not our Xboxes under our arm. Yes. Well. Not blowing up game, Kat. <laughs> no, not game, just a random explosion. Okay. Not what? actually at game, but just, you know, we're walking away song? from Taunton Town. What's the game? Is it? Explosions. That's the one. Yeah, I was trying to think of that song that they do to like all the cool guys all doing it. There's a lot of bakeries dig, Greg, so you could probably blow one of them up. You don't need Greg's all of them. Whoa, no, don't bring cake into it. No, I mean, some can stay. <laughs> we, we've got a great in town. We don't need that one that's right opposite game. We keep that's Warren's, true. obviously, because Warren's is top tier. Bay, yeah. And so, what, yeah. What's now where the old Woolworths was? Uh, TK, TK Max. Max. Blow that up. Yeah, blow that up. Chaos. An unnecessarily massive TK Max. Yeah. Blow it up. There we go. Single reasons. This is a joke. There's a thing on the front of um, TK Maxx that says, due to restrictions, we can only have 150 people in the store at once. And I was like, <laughs> 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 like, wishful thinking. Like, for fuck's like, due to restrictions, we can only have 500 people in at once. Uh, Greg, what would you like to see from the Xbox Showcase? What are you got pining to play on the Xbox these days? You realize you've asked me that. I know, I know. I had to get you involved in a conversation. Somewhere. Oh, right. Um, um, uh, uh, that game... That, oh yeah, uh, Forza Horizon Five looks quite nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice we'll recovery. Season, yeah, we we'll see some Forza update. That's due this year. Hooray! There we go. Covered myself. Yes. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Not- I I've not followed much in the way of Xbox, and I I just find it funny that even Aaron Greenberg has said like lower your expectations. Like wow, that is a sales pitch and a half. Yeah. Hey kids, get hype, but don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you said there's no new stuff. It's all updates. Primarily. It's not the first one, is it? They're just going after Sony because Sony did the same thing. Don't get your expectations up. There won't be any God of War here. I think that's really dumb. But then that's, I know why they do it. It's to stop people going on forums and on their own streams going like, they didn't show this, show God of War, blah, 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 blah. But doesn't that just like limit your viewer base by half? Because people go, I'm not going to watch it because the game I want to see isn't there. Mm. If you believe them. See, I think it's always like a con, so I watch it There's thinking it'll be Elden Ring anyway, week. and it's not. <laughs> even, when, even when they specifically say, this will not be there, Toby's like, he'll be there. He'll I'm be like, there. it's a sly sort of, you know. <laughs> I love when they there. came out with a full-on signed contract and someone dressed up in like a, a thingy rough, you know, like a, like a town crier saying, we have it on assurance there will be no God of War and Spider-Man 2. Toby will still watch the whole thing going, they're going to do it any moment, any moment, any moment. Anyway, no, there'll be a web that'll just go fly past the screen. Yeah. And it'll say 2022 and that'll be it. It's a bait and switch. I tell you, it's a bait and switch. They will do it. <laughs> cool. Uh, Miles, another uh, member who doesn't yet have an Xbox. Yeah. What do you want to see from the Xbox show? I don't really care about anything if there's not going to be too much there other than Hellblade 2. If they show that and it looks good, I'm buying an Xbox there and then. Like, you can quote me on it. I'll buy one. I'll buy an S there and then if the Hellblade 2 actually looks good. Yeah, that's interesting because they that wasn't a 3 was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. Ooh, they uh, announced that a while ago. But... Sorry, I don't want to keep talking over you. Um, Xbox, have changed, no, Xbox have changed their cover photo on Facebook. Oh, to Hellblade. You, Hellblade. You just, you just said Hellblade. Yeah, yeah. Their, their cover photo is Hellblade. Is it Hellblade? Fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it better be that now, Greg. 
No, oh, this is on. because Senua's sacrifice has just been optimized for Series X and S today. Oh, oh came out Toby. Today. Toby's God just God sorry, I'm gonna kill that. Oh, so bringing that. Facts. I just come up behind you and just garrot. That's not yeah. happening. Yeah, you probably <laughs> that. man execution. There. Good, good thing um, I'm not on call tonight because you just broken his back. <laughs> oh, nice. But yeah, I, I want Hellblade too. If it's there and it looks good and they show off like a bit of gameplay and it looks like the first one, but even more, then I'm in. And then I'll get myself an S because that game is one of the few that will convert me over. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't really know of any other games I'm particularly bothered about. I, don't, I guess because they've said they're not going to show too much. I was wondering if they might show off a little bit more of Bethesda stuff, like the other studios, what they might be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was something like a Wolfenstein or a Rage or maybe even a Doom, but I feel like those are going to be too big for um, what they've said this is going to be. Um, but I feel like Hellblade 2 has already been announced. They didn't show it at E3. It kind of fits in that title of like, there's lots of people who are excited for it, but it's not like a massive title. So I don't know. Maybe it's got a chance, and if it does, I'm in for it. I'll watch it in the hope that that turns up. Yeah, I think I think it's possible for sure. I think I think the timing of this upgrade isn't a coincidence, to be honest. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. So yeah, we that's shall see. Point. If you had uh, Game Pass, you could now play that upgrade. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I still have it. Right on. Now. I still have it on PlayStation. Um, Not but... with the upgrade, you don't. Nah, Damn it, Toby! Jeez, adds ray tracing and other Toby's improvements. Really for me, isn't he? he just wants to kill all my dreams. <laughs> um, I mean, you can play Game Pass on your laptop through the desktop through Chrome now. Yeah, I need to try and get on that. Um, yeah, if you get, it's like one pound for three months at the moment, so it's probably worth giving a go, seeing if it works. Does the stream? Is it streamed? I take it. Yeah, and then you'll be able to play it on your phone as well through cloud gaming. Is there like a lot of lag or does it actually play quite well? Generally? It's well, it's dependent on your connection, but um, I've got cloud gaming on my phone and it's perfect. Um, and the Chrome is a little worse, but I think that's my laptop to be honest. I don't think you can keep up with the frame rate. Yeah, I think my laptop might struggle as well, but it's something I might have a look at because, yeah, but if Hellblade 2 is there, then it won't matter because I'll buy one there and then. So. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think I'd like to see some Everwilds from Rare. Um, I've had a real rare kick uh, the last few weeks, as you know, playing Sea of Thieves. And yeah, they they announced Everwilds, I want to say, what, 2017? I think it went through a massive overhaul. And so it's been very quiet since then. So that'd be nice to see. Um, I'd like to see some Perfect Dark because I'm super hyped for Perfect Dark. And I'm very uh, intrigued as to what they're going to be doing with that. So I'd like to see some Perfect Dark and some Everwilds and a Halo Infinite release date would be lovely. And if they shadow drop an open beta, then, well, I'm not going to do anything else with my time. I'll be playing Halo Infinite until... Everwild would be my absolute top pick of all the Xbox games that they have on the roster still to come. So I'm I'm definitely with you on that, but I just don't think that's anywhere near ready yet. No, I mean, it might might get a CG trailer, possibly another one. I don't know. I think they already did just the most amazing CG trailer. They they need to now make a game that makes sense because if they've gone back to the drawing board as much as they keep saying they have... It's literally only had like a year's development now. Yeah. Mm, true. Maybe it's too early then. But yeah, that'd be nice. If it would. If we're going on awesome. stuff that they've already announced, then yeah, Everworld would be nice to see. But uh, we shall see. Uh, right then, let's move on to our favorite things. And this week, we are going for our favorite weapon. Now, we uh, recommended this a little while back, and, and we've uh, kind of jumped it into this episode. 
but I'm pretty. I just want to confirm favorite weapon in a video game, right? Favorite weapon for yes. a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, not like in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, not in real life. Not 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 our secret gang killing spree. Weapon. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the same okay. row of real life. Do they have to be video game weapons, or can they be real weapons in video games? Your favorite weapon in a video game. Is that okay? Do you want me to repeat the question? There was like an awkward like Mexican standoff there. Uh, Toes, why don't you kick us off with your favorite weapon in a video game? <laughs> but I'm game. not ready. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Well, I've got about six lined up to just to make sure no, no. one, no one, you know, grab mine. But um, what are I'm you gonna... narrowing down at, Ted? I'm going to do that now because I'm going first. It's not like you researched um, the podcast or anything, is it? Oh wait. Um, Anyway, uh, my favourite video game weapon is the Gunblade. I knew it! I knew it was going to be Final Fantasy! <laughs> if I get to go first, I'm going to choose it. Um, so, yeah, the Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. And Parasite 2. Oh, and there's, they, I mean, they've they've appeared in a couple of other games. Just oh yeah, randomly. big fan of uh, Parasite Eve. Big fan of Parasite. Yeah, Eve. of course you are. Yes, because <laughs> you've you've mentioned it before. You've got that one right on the quiz. Loved it. Time. Absolutely loved the game. Carry on. The... Because that came up twice, didn't it? Because you somehow knew Parasite Eve, and then I, I was being a hipster about having the Gunblade in Parasite Eve two and also Final Fantasy eight. And Sean was like, "Oh, first answer, boo!" I was like, ah, sorry, man. Not that I remember these <laughs> no. Not everyone has the extensive knowledge of uh, Parasite Eve as I do. Grudge so, so. As you do, yeah. yeah I, no, I learned uh, from you, who only yeah. had the PlayStation from four onwards. I don't know, man. What happened? It just it just came to me. You know? It's a, <laughs> it's a beautiful in, thing. In 0. 0.21 seconds out of 4.3 million searches. Just, 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 just a, just it a was beautiful right there. thing. It was in front of my eyes, but, you know. <laughs> hey, Toby, yeah. why don't you carry on with your... Uh, <laughs> cool, I will. <laughs> um... The Gunblade from Final Fantasy VIII. So we're talking back in, what, 1999, Final Fantasy VIII came out. Um, most hyped I was ever for a you know video game by that point um, after Final Fantasy VII. And then Squall and Cypher come out in the CGI movie at the beginning. They're slashing these blades at each other. And then you realize that they're holding them with pistol grips. They've got um, revolvers in the in the hilt that you can shoot and then when you get into your first battles you're taught that you can click R1 and you can shoot as you slice through the enemies and I was like this is the most amazingly interactive RPG battle at the time it was more interactive than almost any RPG battle they'd ever been um, especially turn-based ones so I was very very interested and thought they were very very cool um, you could then get you know a couple of dozen of them over the course of the game for Squall and um, and and the other characters that had there's one or two other characters that had a couple but um, yeah I, th I think you had about six or seven weapons didn't you each per, for each person in um, in Final Fantasy VIII Greg can correct me if I'm wrong the it's just stuck with me the 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 iconography of it and the just the coolness of it to a kid who's you know only about what 14 at the time is this is the coolest thing ever and there's been plenty of really cool video game weapons over the years i had as i say another six that i can easily list at the end if other people don't say them but that one is yeah just just stays as a absolute top if i could own a video game weapon if i was you know able to have one that would be what i'd choose nice super cool yeah sounds awesome uh cat your favorite weapon from a video game 
Um, so I thought about this for a while and I came up with a couple of things like Toby, but I kind of came back to something that is just such a good highlight topic amongst friends, whether you've played the game or not, you are likely to know what it is. And that's the blue shell from Mario Kart. Everybody has a fucking story about whether they've absolutely dicked on somebody or whether they've been dicked on. And I think that's what makes a weapon. I think that's what just is just the hilarity of that is you can watch those videos where, <laughs> where you know someone's in the lead and you're like, oh, no, Luigi's got a blue shell. He's just out to get dicked. Um, like I said, I had a couple of others, but I just think there's just something so together about a blue shell. Um, it's one of those weapons that you hate to love and love to hate. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what else I can say. I mean, they've never gotten rid of it once they've put it in. Um, it's always the bane of everybody's Mario Kart racing life. It gives you the puts the fear of shit into you when you um, race um, amongst friends, and it's like Monopoly. It just destroys friendships along the way. <laughs> uh, so that's that's my favorite video game weapon. That is a fantastic answer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant. Man, the fucking blue shell. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody has that reaction. For fuck's sake. It's why I argue that Mario Kart is is, is skill rather than luck. Or luck (laughs) rather than skill, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. No, no, it's not. It's all luck. You could be way out ahead because you're you're skill, but you could still lose just as quickly because of the fucking blue shell. So it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant if you're good at that game because you can do just as easily as you can win. Oh, no. Yeah, you can definitely have it thrown for you. But I think it's like, you know, when people say Monopoly is all luck. There's definitely skill to Monopoly as well. Sorry. Yeah, I don't play Monopoly. It's a, it's a I do. I do. source of anger. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> an only child, it. so I have to play Monopoly. <laughs> Fair. Fair <enough. laughs> I'm rage out because I have siblings. <laughs> sure. sure, we'll move on then. It's fine. Um, Greg, your favourite weapon from a game. My initial pick, I said I messaged in the when this was going to come up when I wasn't here. Um, my favorite weapon initially was going to be from a lesser known SNES game called Illusion of Time, where the main character, Will, has got a flute and that's his weapon. I'm like, just imagine saving the world with a fucking flute. Uh, just a wooden flute bonking people on the head until they die. You imagine how many blows that would take in real life. Fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It would hurt if it went certain places. Yeah, and then he and he plays it. So he's hitting squishy, gross monsters with it and then put it to his lips and giving it a good old toot. Um, no, my actual serious favourite weapon uh, was, was, is the Glaive from Dark Sector. I don't know if anyone's played that, though. Oh, my God, that is Yay! such a good show. It's the... It's the, oh, it's, it's the Blade from Circular Crawl, Disc basically. one, isn't it? And yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. And it went in like slow motion, you guided it. it Eventually, yeah. That was, yeah, that's why I love it because it's a three-pointed star similar to the five-pointed throwing thing from Krull, the old shitty 80s movie. Because um, you've been... You know Warframe, the free-to-play game? Yes. Yeah, that's the Dark Sector universe. Originally, it was going to be... Is a it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because the virus that inflicts the main guy whose name I can't remember, is a derivation of the, the Tachyon or Terion thing that's in Warframe. Oh, okay. Because that's I how Warframe that. started. Originally, it was, Dark Souls was going to be about the future thing, and they grounded it to the cover-based shooter it became. And then, yeah, Warframe is that sort of spin-off universe kind of thing. Oh, cool. But yeah, the, vi- the virus that your, your character is inflicted with, um, let's say, grows this three-pointed star out of his arm. 
he throws it like a boomerang. And then later on, you get, like Miles said, you get the skill to steer it. Um, a bit like the homing bullet from the sniper rifle in Bulletstorm. Wow, I really am nerdy. Um, but it's quite cool. So when you when you hoof this star, it's not a star, it's three points, something, you know what I mean? Hoof this glaive at people. And then you can control it and you see people turning. I mean, this is very rudimentary PS3 and Xbox 360 graphics when they're shooting at you and they turn to see this three-pointed thing coming at them and they go, as it just takes their heads off. And then you could imbue it with like lightning if you threw it. Like, like Batman's, um, there's a good analogy, like Batman's uh, Batarangs, the remote control ones from that, except Batman doesn't kill people, except for what he totally does. But yeah, you could guide them through elements and stuff like that. And it was a bit of a ropey game, but it was fun. And my second place choice would be the Cerebral Boar from Turok. Because you could shoot someone in the leg and that thing would, you know... Oh, we get second there. place choices, do we? No, that was my runner-up, just because it was cool. <laughs> I had six runner-ups. <laughs> it's real pretentious. Greg had one. Greg had one so. runner-up. <laughs> yeah, no, if we keep it just the one, it's going to be the Glaive from Dark Sector. I thought you were going to say the Super Bowl because we've uh, we've waxed lyrical about that in the past. I know it's too obvious a pick, but then it is a good sure. weapon. It's so yeah. much fun though. But then you could pick you could pick a lot of the guns from Bulletstorm as well. Yeah, oh, Bulletstorm. Mm. Uh, Miles, what's your favorite weapon from the uh, video well, game? I thought about one, which is already been said, which was the dubstep gun from Saints Row, because after you get to the end of the crescendo or whatever the tune is that it plays, it then just blows up, and I was like, hell yeah, this gun is epic, and I'm pretty sure I used it for most of the game because it was class. Um, I also thought about the Dragon Slayer from Berserk, which is actually in all of the Souls games as the giant greatsword, I think it is. And it turns into the Moonlight Greatsword and Bloodborne yeah. as well. Yep. Um, so that one was cool because I love Berserk as well. But I went That's when you go from Ludwig, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And every time like you find the sword in any of the Souls games, there'll always be like a, a note thing from someone else saying like guts ahead or whatever. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Um, so, But I ended up going for Red Queen from Devil May Cry 4 and 5 because it's the Devil May Cry 4 was the one that got me into the series and Nero wields it and it's a sword that you rev up and it is fucking awesome so you can like rev it up up to three times <clears throat> and each level that you rev it up like increases its power and changes like the moveset that you can use so it becomes increasingly powerful and obviously Devil May Cry is stylish as hell and it's wicked and yeah, the Red Queen is just a boss ass sword. And whenever I've like thought of awesome weapons that I would love to wield in real life, that is the one I would want to. Because who doesn't want a revving sword? It's just awesome. So yeah, that was my pick in the end. Nice. Nice. This is like a badass weapon. It is absolutely dope in both games too. Mm. Uh, I think my choice is well, it's the gravity hammer from Halo. I mean, there's very little oh, about. Yeah very little about it that i don't love it's absolutely devastating in the right hands and the amount of fun that i've had in multiplayer games with the gravity hammer we used to play uh me and um my friend chris some of you guys know chris um we used to play gravity hammers only on halo Ooh. on very big maps and they would last for ages and but it was just so much fun because they're essentially one hit kills and they're endlessly entertaining it's, uh, it's great. And when I saw the Gravity Hammer in the Halo Infinite trailer, yeah, I, I might have squealed a little bit. So yeah. very excited to see what that's like in Infinite. But yeah, def definitely the Gravity Hammer or the Needler. Needler's controversial, but I think the Needler in when wielded properly is a devastating weapon also. So yeah, I'll go for the Gravity Hammer because it's just kick-ass. Can we have some runners up then? It's just yeah. made me think of... Um, did anyone play the Space Marine game? 
Which one? Third person one. The the Space Marine. Um, that it's just called Space Marine. The one that's voiced by like Mark Strong. The, the 2012 one. Or hammer shit for Space oh, Marine. Oh no, no, I don't. I don't think. because uh, you get a massive hammer in that, and you get a chainsword and the and the battle axe, and it was a very good third person game that just tanked a bit. Oh, it was a terrible game, and I tried it, and it was awful. Toby's still on everyone today. Toby's going to be a parent. That's why he's really miserable. <laughs> med- that meditation hasn't worked, has it? No, no, it hasn't no, at all. Not. That's just done nothing for my mood, has it? I'm not very good at it yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's a few things that need to mention, though. Um, so the Wumpa Fruit oh, bazooka yeah, okay. from mm. Crash Bandicoot Three. That is an absolute class weapon. If you spend any time in Crash Bandicoot 3 shooting that was one of apples mine at as people, well. uh, it was hilarious. Um, Dead Space's Plasma Cutter. Oh my God, I didn't even think of Dead Space. That's an absolutely amazing seminal weapon where you're just slicing off arms. It's brilliant in yeah, every way. I agree with that one. Fair. Um, the Blades of Chaos from um, Kratos from Gods of War. They're incredible the lancer from gears of war the chainsaw mm. machine gun what more is to like than a <laughs> chainsaw machine gun when i first saw that i was just like blown away i thought it was amazing um and the last one i wrote down was uh, the saw cleaver from bloodborne because that's just class as well Absolutely. very good yeah mars i'm surprised you didn't mention the uh, desert eagle from Pac-Man. oh yeah, yeah. The, deagle. the deagle <laughs> the deagle man um yeah i was gonna but then i just thought we covered it nicely in the pod and yeah I, and to be fair Mag- magnums from every resident evil yes that's i never <laughs> i never had my hands on desert eagle once I, in our playthroughs but um i went i went i jumped back in today and i played went down to the shooting range just to try it out and yeah it's nice it's nice not much more it's just nice sorry evil, the original resident evil 2 with the fully upgraded shotgun that was a weapon and a half. Oh, yes. Because Resident Evil, you obviously have to aim up for a headshot. But when you get the expanded rifle uh, shotgun in Resident Evil 2, you just aim torso and it just shot zombies in half. Now, I remember like 1998, I would have been 12. And just seeing like, the, it, it looks comical now, but shooting a zombie in the middle and watching them collapse. And like the, the top half falls off and the legs walk for a bit. And I was just like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, one of the more modern ones, I think there's a gun in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, uh, which basically opens up rifts and through it will like land either just trash or giant crates and stuff. But sometimes it'll well, be things from, from Horizon and stuff like yeah, that. Things yeah, things from other PlayStation games would shoot down and like Jack and Dexter would appear sometimes. And cool, it was those, it. those that, that's fine, man. I'm just saying it's a good gun. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, those are those moments are pretty cool. Like when a bloody Thunderjaw just appears from the sky, it was fun. Seriously, uh, there are a lot of good games, a lot of good video games with a lot of good weapons in them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we could probably do a whole episode on it, to be honest. But um, we shall move on to our recommendations this week. This is where we've seen something throughout the week, whether it be a game or a movie or a TV show or a comic book or a sausage roll or a piece of paper that we thought was pretty awesome. And we wanted to share it with you guys. So um, there wasn't gone first yet. Cap, what is your recommendation for the week? <laughs> Uh, so, um, as many may or may not know, um, I'm doing a course of work um, that requires me to do a fuckload of reading and a fuckload of coursework. Um, it's basically an equivalent to a master's over a year. 
over nine months um and I have a headache and I've I'm beginning not to care about what I'm reading and the thing with me is that I am like queen procrastinator and I will read a sentence and I'll be like cool 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 and then I'll look at my phone I'll go on TikTok and then I'll have to reread the sentence and I don't get anywhere and I found this really cool app which is just me being lazy this is what I do I procrastinate to try and shortcut how lazy I can possibly be and so I found an app (laughs) called Speechify and on Speechify, you can download the PDF to the app and it will read it for you, <laughs> to you, like a podcast. Wow. Excellent. So I actually got a lot of, in air quotes, reading done one day, which was really helpful because I could just lie on my bed and not be at my desk and just listen to this and pretend I was listening to a better story. But it wasn't. But it is really good. So there, there is a subscription that, um, eventually, which I've not signed up for, but I might if I have to do a boatload of reading again uh but you can also um also um like uh take pictures of pages and it will scan it in for you and also you can send uh, like massive books to you and you can choose the voice and everything you can choose where it starts and you can also choose the reading speed so if you actually learn by listening instead of actually reading or you don't have the concentration for it or you have a headache or whatever it's actually pretty good and it did help me so that was my that's my recommendation for the week it actually did help but um it has a free day free trial to begin with um so if you do need loads of reading or pdfs or you just prefer audiobooks then that's that's like the i guess the office work at home way to to do it that's nice what's the app called uh speechify speechify there you go yeah there you go that's my really boring work from home <laughs> recommendation of this week. Oh, I've gone from like McDonald's to food to this, and I was like, you know what, Kat, be professional. Just <laughs> if it works for you, then fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time. So if you're struggling or you are super lazy like me, love procrastination, then yeah, do that. Because I could do all sorts. I could play games whilst I was like reading in air quotes. And were you taking it in? Was it all landing? I was, yeah, actually. And as well, like you can adjust the speed. So if you do think they're speaking too slowly, you're like, Meh. and then if there's something you didn't understand, you can just tap back. And that's really good because I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? And then I'll just tap back to where they were. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's really funny it's really um funny when they have like a little title at the bottom of the page because what they'll, they'll do is he'll be like this is for anxiety and then halfway through the sentence he'll be like anxiety and depressive disorders for um severe complex personality disorder and it's just like page 44 and then he'll finish the rest of his sentence and then it's like really <laughs> off-putting uh but yeah other than that good luck is it in like a weird computer voice like no you can so um what's her name kate hudson is a voice on speech five. So you can have Kate Hudson. <laughs> <Okay>. Of course. <laughs> why not? Because why wouldn't you want the vagina smelling candle making? Oh, that's not her. That's, that's not her. It might be good if Paltrow that's on it then. Hold on. But Kate well, Hudson I, can I, lose a guy God. in 10 days. Yeah, she, yeah, couldn't. she could No, okay. I'm so sorry, Kate Hudson. I love you. It's actually <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow that's on it, I think. So, uh, yeah. God, if it's Gwyneth Paltrow, I won't be using that mode. Uh, yeah, no, there's loads of, so you can have um, different um, kind of different voices. You, you, male, if, you, if you had her reading out your actual science stuff, it would be like would against be really her entire creed because she's I know, like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I so prefer pseudoscience bullshit to this. Yeah. I prefer you to smell my vagina and then put it around <laughs> your room. Um, but no, you've got loads of different like diet. You've got loads of different kind of accents, and you can. I'm sorry, I zoned out. What the fuck? <laughs> you zoned Now's out. Now's the time to come back in. I am a moment for a song. Hang on, well, we're a video game podcast, and we're talking about Gwyneth Paltrow's foof. 
I was like, what? <laughs> That's what happens now, Greg. Damn. Oh, things have changed, man. Yeah. Damn, you damn kids in your ADD. It's like your favorite f- celebrity foof instead of recommendations. That's what it is. That <laughs> <laughs> would still wouldn't be my favorite celebrity yeah, foof. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're just pointing out that maybe she's the OG. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway, that's that's me done. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> is Sam Jackson on there? Because I would listen to Sam Jackson. No, I don't know. You're going to say because he's the foof. Sam Jackson's genitals. Between every word that he said. <laughs> yeah, you, you would listen, wouldn't you? Yeah. Hell yeah. You, you, you pay have attention motherfucking to anxiety, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen if it was David Hater. Yeah. Sure. That would be awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be sick. Okay. That's okay. Uh, right, Greg, what's your recommendation for the week? Uh, it was going to be a video game, but I didn't realize we can do other things now. So, very quickly, uh, I'm going to recommend a band that I've been absolutely hooked on for the last three or four weeks. I know what this is going to be. Yeah, because I probably sent you a song. Yeah. Um, Sleep Token. Uh, they are incredible. Um, I shared one of their songs on various platforms, and I've shared it to Toby as well. Uh, someone's described them as cult, like Coldplay with Gent. Now, Gent is um, is a genre or subgenre of metal, like Periphery, Meshuggah, um, that kind of like heavy tuned guitar type thing. But yeah, Sleep Token is one of those anonymous bands like Ghost was before they got rumbled. He's got really hauntingly pleasing vocals, and every song. It's like an episode of Game of Thrones. It's three minutes of build up, and then it just has like an almighty sort of breakdown. And the lyrical content is just fucking beautiful. And I'm going to go and see them at the end of August, and I'm so excited. But I've jumped on the Sleep Token bandwagon. They were at a festival I was at in 2019, and didn't even know they were playing. So I, I like my mate was like, "Oh yeah, you know we missed them at Arc Tangent." I was like, "Oh what?" And I watched some of their performance videos, and I was like, "Oh man, I probably would have been crying at that. Like, it's so beautiful." Um, I'll, I put some songs up in the Slack and I, I probably will put another one up soon but yeah if you want some new music and you want to broaden your horizons listen to a band called Sleep Token because they are beautiful and sounds yeah. like my kind of jam yeah I'll say it's his vocals are so good you'll be humming mm. along to them um, I, nice. I'll put some up I'll put some up in the Slack in a bit yeah so my game recommendation um, because it's coming out on PS4 this week and I've been playing it a lot on the Switch I got back into it on the Switch is Hades I'm not going to go into my well-documented speech about how I didn't play roguelites before that. Didn't like them very much until Hades came along. The long and short of it is play Hades. It's so good. It's going to be like 20 quid, I think. I mean, it's 20 quid on the Switch. So it's going to be around about that same price. I hope. I haven't looked it on the store yet. But it's just such a beautifully like crafted. It's well put together. It's just... And it's just... A, it, I need to spread the word. Like I've just done about Sleep Token. Just, just go and play Hades because it's so good and it's it's it changed my mind on roguelites which if it changes if a game can change my mind on a genre you know that's pretty good going yeah for sure and you it's going to try to... dance dance revolution mate, <laughs> mate not, with my, not with my knees at the moment that's why i'm here <laughs> and it'll be on game pass as well yes oh yeah yeah of course it will yeah so, so yeah. even better for people that have got xboxes and not miles who can get it on the playstation yeah i'm actually gonna buy it it looks dope can't yeah. wait for it to come out yeah it's so good. Sweet. Like, I kind of wish I hadn't bought it on the Switch because I don't want to buy it again on the PlayStation, but I can play on Game Pass, so I, that just makes that entire sentence redundant. Woo! I think how good it's going to look on your S. I know. Yeah. I haven't got an S. Yeah, yeah, but you will. Oh, right. You'll yeah, get it. I, uh, yeah. All in time. All in time. 
I know you can do cross, uh, what's the word, cross saves from the Switch, the PC version. I really hope they broaden that so I can cross save. I'd port my save from the Switch to the Xbox. Mm. I doubt I will, but that's what you're thinking. Yeah, we'll see. Have, have you managed to escape from Tartarus yet? Yeah, that's the first. Oh, uh, well, as in, as in completed it. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't got the true ending when you have to complete it at least 10 times. All right. I think I've only killed um, Redacted uh, four times out of like 60 attempts. <laughs> it, is, it is real RNG, that game. It is really randomly generated, um, you know, boons and yeah, skills and all that kind of stuff. But this is, I don't get mad when I die because you uncover more of the story. Yeah, or side story. And then, yeah, like, I've started runs on it and been like, oh, this is going to be shit. And I've got some really good boons and I've done really well. So it's it really is proper, like, like I said, RNG. So yeah, that's Hades. This week on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Woo. Very exciting. Finally. Uh, Toby, your recommendation? Okay, mine is food. Because hey! I realized recently that we could do anything. <laughs> where where were they? Um, <laughs> so my food is um if you're on tiktok you probably heard about this absolutely ages ago but i'm not on tiktok so i was a bit late to the party but i was also really early to the party for a different reason which i'll explain so the food is called little moons right they are little um little balls of ice cream wrapped in rice like gooey rice papery goo that holds them together and then frozen obviously so the, the ice cream stays cold and you just throw them out for like two minutes and then eat them. They are so all the different flavors. They're, the ones I've got in my fridge are like mango flavored with um, passion fruit coating in the rice paper stuff. They are delicious. Absolutely the most brilliant ice cream you could ever want. And um, they, they, were, they were like all the rage on TikTok about three or four months back. Um, everyone trying to get hold of them. They sold out across the whole of the UK, if you looked at that moment in time. Um, but since then, they've obviously it's, it's died down a bit. They're now at your local Sainsbury's. <laughs> so, Morrison's. Um, and Morrison's and yeah. Uh, Waitrose, yeah. So they're really good. Have you have you tried one? Kat? Oh my God. So I was, when it was really, really hot, I wanted ice cream. And <laughs> I went to Morrison's and obviously like, because I'm fucking late to every party, um, the whole freezer was was completely empty apart from Little Moons. And like you, I'd seen them on TikTok and never seen them since. And I was like, oh my God, I don't care that they're five pounds. Because they're quite expensive. They I are was, a bit expensive, like but they're pounds. very good. Yeah, they're so good. They were they were like five pounds. I don't even care that they're five pounds. I'm gonna I'm gonna splash out because I've seen them everywhere and I want to see if they're worth the hype. And these were the coconut flavored ones. Oh my god, they were so they're like such cute little ice cream ball snacks. Yeah, and they're the perfect amount. Ones. You don't need more yeah. than one. No, it's a little treat. It's really really good. Really refreshing. And as well. I, I'll tell you why I was oh, also. Oh. It's so really making me cringe, though, that you guys talk about, like, ice cream balls. Just the thought of biting into ice cream is making Oh, no, me I don't bite it. No, they're small <laughs> enough to, like, because you can nibble the outside. No, 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 I know. Even that's no, I bite off. into them. Oh, I bite no, into no, them. Like, no. Oh, no, oh, Would you put them in your mouth and roll them around or something? Yeah, oh, I have to, I have to like so I mean I don't I don't bite into like when I watch a Magnum advert when they go oh Magnum and they crunch into their teeth my fucking heckles yeah. go right up I'm like I think, I think oh, you're oh. in the minority there mate no, I think, exactly. like the same I don't as like bite like, into frozen food yeah like, yeah. like blackboard scratching I mean I don't bite into frozen fish fingers but oh. I... oh fish fish pops yeah um anyway the last little bit of this is that um those are obviously brand new 
you know brand and TikTok was all over it but they are actually an ice cream version of what's called a mochi ball and oh, yeah. mochi balls have been all the rage in Japan for decades decades and decades and I tried some years ago when I was in Japan we've had some before that when we were sort of preparing for going to Japan I once went to the um, Japanese embassy um, as part of a language course and tried some there so oh, yeah. I was like I have been up on mochi balls like for a, two decades <laughs> before these little moons were even a thing which I thought was kind of fun so I was like ha I'm ahead What's the for best once. flavor you've had what? When did we go um, to the embassy? When was that? that we was went to the embassy like first year of five? college, two thousand three, four. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because we first went to year of college or something. We went to the bookstore and bought random manga, even though we had no fucking idea what it was. <laughs> and um, and J-pop. <laughs> yeah, I bought like four CDs of J-pop, oh, and I didn't know what that, on earth it was. Christian bought that Hide album because he, he was the guy from Tokyo X or oh, Japan, Japan Hide. X. Hide. Hide. Yeah, from Japan X. Yeah, yeah, it's and good. it was a weird album. It's good though. Um, yeah, is that well, that was fun? That was yeah, fun. yeah, good day out. Anyway, that's my recommendation. Little Moons, give them a try. What's your favorite flavor? What what would you? Recommend? Uh, my favorite flavor. Sorry, uh, cat asked that as well, didn't she? Um, I really like the mango ones. I think mango is just a flavor that oh, I like in like yeah. everything. So the mango and passion fruit ones are amazing. Cool. I will check those out for sure. Lovely stuff. I do like finding new ice creams. Mm. <laughs> um, that's a weird thing to say on a podcast never mind I've said it now. Uh, Miles your recommendation for the week mine is a game this week and it is Dungeons 3 I don't know if anybody boring games boring oh <laughs> freaking nerd <laughs> just ruined my life um, I don't know if anyone ever played Dungeon Keeper back in the day on the PC uh, yeah not. obviously fucking brilliant game I wasn't Chase a nerd Nixon. like that oh, oh go back to your waifus <laughs> This is getting very abusive. Um, But basically, it was like an isometric, kind of like a strategy, kind of tactical game. But you have to be a dungeon keeper. You kind of build out your dungeon and you basically go out and kill good. Um, And it was basically my childhood for like quite a few years. I absolutely adored the games. And I think when I was at uni, I actually kind of re-downloaded them and played them and played, played it, played them again and had a great time with them but obviously they're just old as shit now and the mechanics are all a bit clunky and janky and stuff um and i discovered that in 2017 or 18 that this game called dungeons 3 had come out and it is basically dungeon keeper but just everything's slightly rebranded to make sure that they don't breach any copyright um but it's all the same structure so you've got a dungeon heart and you then have to build out your dungeons each level gives you kind of new things or new kind of um rooms to work with so you'll have like rooms that build traps you'll have rooms that can raise zombies you'll have rooms where um you know your creatures need to eat or kind of sleep and stuff um and it keeps adding more and more and more on top of it so you can get loads of different creatures loads of different varieties and the idea is that you then go up to the surface and you just create carnage and mayhem all across the map and you have to destroy things as they're trying to enter your dungeon and kill you um and it's quite funny as well so like it kind of knows that it's not like a, a high-end triple a title so there's loads of like pop culture references to like game of thrones there's loads to lord of the rings so like one of the bad guys or good guys that you have to defeat is called grimly and he's a dwarf and he wields an axe and he's exactly the same as gimli from lord of the rings um so it kind of just riffs on loads of like um common like pop culture stuff and i'm just having a really good time with it it's one of those games where 
I don't really have to pay attention. I can kind of just fall into a nice kind of routine of it, but it keeps amping up little by little with the challenge that's expected of you. And it's just really fun. And it's really nostalgic for me being able to like play a game that's been modernized of a game I used to love as a kid. Um, and somehow they've managed to make a isometric strategy RTS type game work on console. So I've been loving it. So yeah, if you are into that kind of game, check it out because it's great. Cool. Cheers, man. Um, I guess my recommendation would be, I think Toby said this in the past, but I'm going to recommend it because I've just got into it this week. But uh, Mythic Quest on Apple TV Plus. Um, I got myself a six-month free trial on Apple TV uh, thanks to the app launching on PS5. And yeah, jumping into Mythic Quest because obviously it's a, it's a comedy uh, done by the same guys that done It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, um, which is set in a game in a video game studio. And it's kind of co-made by Ubisoft. Um, they drop very subtle references to Ubisoft all the way through. Um, they keep referring to their overlords in Montreal, which of course would be um, the main headquarters of Ubisoft. And it's just, it's really, really funny. It's a really clever series. And I'm I'm very kind of like satisfied with it as a fan of the industry that they, they really do take it seriously. They take all the little gamey nods very seriously. And um, it feels like an actual studio and it's, it's really funny and it's well worth a watch. So if you can get on the uh, the six month trial that's currently on PS5 for Apple TV, um, I heartily recommend it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm currently in the second series now. I can second that. I watched season one. Very good. I liked it. I like Poppy. She's hilarious. Poppy rules. Yeah, I wouldn't want her as my boss. But... No, but she is hilarious. <laughs> She's very funny. It's one of those comedies, like a workplace comedy, where you wouldn't want to be friends with anyone. Did you watch? They're all pretty the... terrible. Did you watch the bit that sort of segued between season one and season two where they were in lockdown? Uh, yes, I watched the pandemic one, yeah. Because that is a brilliant episode. It's an excellent one. Absolutely and fantastic. The Everlight episode as well, which was uh, fantastic. Written by Ashley Birch, that episode. All right. Of course, as we know, is um, Tiny Tina in Aloy. Uh, she's in the uh, series as well. As a yeah, she's in character. it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. Well worth a watch. All right, then. That's nearly it, but... Of course, we have to find out what's coming out this week. So, Toby, what on earth is coming out this week? Are you not going to rebrand it as what Toby thinks is good this week? <laughs> no, that joke is was... No, that joke's oh, okay. over. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Moving All right. <laughs> um, so, out this week, um, I have taken a few picks of what looks like the biggest games and ones we've got uh, to review on uh, Finger Guns. So, Button City is coming to PS5. I understand, Kat, you've reviewed this. Uh, and the review will be up yes. this week. Uh, that's coming on August 10th. Um, Godfall, which was a PS5 exclusive for a little while, and then suddenly now it's able to be played on PS4. That's also coming on August the 10th. What? Really? Yeah, that's what wow. it says. It's that's going to be a bit of a quiet as well, isn't it? Um, if mm. it actually does make it coming out tomorrow, you know, when this goes live, um, I might, I'll be surprised because I've not heard anything really. But it's there, and that is its release date. Hmm. August 12th, a game called Foreclosed, uh, which is like a cyberpunk, cel-shaded cyberpunk uh, thriller. It's coming to Switch, PC, PlayStation 5, Xbox series, consoles, all of it, um, on August 12th. And um, I think Andy is reviewing that, so look out for that next week. Um, Art of Rally is coming to Switch and Xbox consoles. Um, and... Greg, you reviewing that one? Say again. Uh, Art of Rally. Yes. Greg is reviewing this. Greg is reviewing um, so again, look out for that over the course of the week on fingerguns.net. 
Sorry, um, I was I was tuned out then because I've just discovered there's a. Did you find me boring? Yes. Um, Think about the listeners. They they might find this they, bit boring. They too. find you. They find they you probably turn off it. before this bit. <laughs> no, I've just discovered there's, there's a guy that's covered um he's an, an album of Hotline Miami songs, but metal versions. Oh well, that'll ruin them. Um, oh for fuck's sake, go back to you. <laughs> yes, I'm reviewing called... a rally. There's your answer. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, there's a game called uh, Naraka or Naraka Blade Point, which is like a melee battle royale game coming to PC. It looks really, really cool. Very Eastern influenced, um, but I'm waiting for it to come to console. I want it to come on console um, and then I might actually try it out, but my PC would never run it. It looks too beautiful. Uh, August 13th, um, there are two games coming out on August 13th to look out for as well. So uh, Hades, like we've just been talking about, is coming to PS4, PS5, Xbox, uh, Game Pass and Xbox consoles and Road 96, uh, which is a procedural road trip. Um, so every part of the road trip is like different as you go through and then another thing will change and the next thing coming up will won't be the same as someone else playing. Uh, it's got music from the Toxic Avenger, which is a band I really like, and um, it's coming to Switch and PC. And that's the list of what's coming out this week. Cracking. Pretty good week. Yeah. Road 96 will be right up Sean Street. It's yeah. like a Life is Strange sort of looking thing. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for that at one of the events, and I thought that looked pretty cool. But uh, I'll have to wait till it lands on a console that I own. But that's all right. Yeah, I'm uh, forward to that. I know. Can't have everything, can we? Hey. Uh, it's like the it's like the other week when I got annoyed that um, Death Store was on Game Pass. Like I just expected it to be on Game Pass, and uh, that's that's where we are now. I just expect the similar game to thing. land on there. I did a similar thing, and I was like, "What? Well, I'm paying for it." Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's where we are now. I was gaming. I was just like, "What? No." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, I'll tell you what. I did play uh, Hunters Arena, the game that's currently free on PS Plus. Um, oh, that's going to be what Naraka Blade Point will basically be like. It's so bad. I want to cry. Okay. Oh, oh, it's awful. <laughs> oh, it is like it's up there with Godfall. Was like the worst PS5 games thus far. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try it out. I've, I've downloaded it as well. I had it. I'm not, you're not into Royales, are you? No. No. Well, you're not going to like it then. Well, considering you're like a Fortnite addict, you know, maybe mm. melee versions of the same thing is just not right. It just doesn't feel right. Maybe. Maybe. Or the fact that he moves like a slug and you have to hold down a button every time you want him to move a little bit faster. And every time oh. you do, you lose all of your weapons because you can't actually run and shoot at the same time or use your short steel, steel, steel. Swords at the same fucking <laughs> swords at the same time. Oh god! Uh, okay. Sounds great. Oh god, it's just awful. What an absolute disaster! No wonder it's fucking free. Mm-hmm. What a piece of shit! Set it on fire and fucking <laughs> what a Ooh. joke! Absolute Damn. joke. Real real. That was real. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does bring an end to the Finger Guns podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below. Or if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can do that. All of our handles are in the description below, except for Toby's. Uh, Toby's? No, that was old school. Miles is. Miles. Toby is on Twitter. Miles is not on Twitter anymore. Uh, so, yeah, don't go looking for Miles because he's hidden off social media forever because he's, a, he's staying off the grid. Probably, probably wise, to be honest. Um, if you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for one dollar a month? That's like ninety-one p or something. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. We'll be back next week with more gaming goodness, and of course, we'll be covering Gamescom 
opening night live and the xbox event which will be the following week um so not this week i don't know why i'm mentioning it now i'll mention it next week because that's when it will be a little bit more relevant but until then it is goodbye from miles for meters farewell goodbye from cat for dog bye all goodbye from greg for greg bye see you all again in about six months <laughs> Thank you for your uh, special guest appearance on the podcast You're this welcome. week, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> it's goodbye from Toby Ternal. Sayonara. And goodbye from me. I've been Ross Pod. We will see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. <laughs>